0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Famula One. I'm your host, Jamie, and we're back with my sister, Jack. Welcome back, Jack. Hey, everybody. I am back. Jack is back.
1: Jack is back. Um, I've missed you, but Jamie's done some amazing episodes. I've listened to the Bro Sadie's episode twice because that just entire relationship is so fascinating to me
0: it just I didn't I don't even think I included like everything that I could have included because I started while they were carting and they knew each other for longer than that yeah and I cut it down because I was like this is gonna be a two-hour episode
1: <laughs> We have to, we have to if, it down. if you went into everything it probably would have been one of the longest podcast episodes
0: yeah we, we should do just a do it
1: yeah or we just like get a twitch stream and then you just go on it because that's really what you would need <laughs>
0: I have several rants that I could go on on Twitch. I-
1: yeah. <laughs> um. Speaking of your opinions, though, a couple of things have happened in the past couple of days that I do want to get your take on. Absolutely. Um. Obviously, no race this week, so we're going to dive into other things. Um. So something that is coming up is, uh, Pirelli versus. Bridgestone for 2025 as a sole tire supplier for F1. FIA opened it up earlier this year. And now there's like quite a bit of competition between those two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, Last time. So Bridgestone was sole tire provider for Formula One in the early 2000s until Michelin joined. And then there was Tire Wars, which resulted in one of my favorite controversial Grand Prix of all time, the 2005 United States Grand Prix at Indianapolis. Um, this we will do a story on this eventually, because I truly have such a hyper fixation on this race. But essentially, the the Michelin tires would were falling apart, which caused um, only the Bridgestone cars to start the race. There were only and that was six cars. Um <laughs> So Michael Schumacher won that race. Ferrari was the um, leading Bridgestone team. Um, So this is like similar to IndyCar, how IndyCar has two engine providers, Chevy and Honda. At the time, there were the two tire suppliers and Formula One teams would pick. And before the U.S. Grand Prix in 2005, Bridgestone was pretty far behind because that's the thing that can happen when you have multiple tire suppliers is one tire supplier gets it right and the other one doesn't and then you know doesn't matter if you're on softs and the other team's on hards like if they have the better tire compounds they're just going to win um, but it doesn't sound like that's the case here it sounds like they're they're not allowing for multiple suppliers right it's going to be the sole pro- it's going to be one or the other what it sounds like yeah yeah and it's interesting because up until recently, it seemed like it was really more of a formality that Pirelli's contract was up and that they were going to resign. sign um, But it sounds like Bridgestone has really made a compelling case for Formula One to start looking into. Um, I don't have like huge opinions on either. I think, you know, Bridgestone, I believe, is an American company. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm putting my you know, team, you know, yeah. maybe I'm putting my goal behind the homeland. I don't know. I think Pirelli is European though, I believe. Um,
1: So Bridgestone is actually Japanese. Oh. So the real thing from what I've read about it, there's not a ton of information out there around it, is that Bridgestone put out like a really cost-effective plan. And so that's where the issue is, Mm -hmm. at least from what's being released. Who yeah. knows what it is? If maybe the FIA just wants to make Pirelli sweat a little bit, and they're like, "We will go with you, but we have options," you know.
0: Yeah, and I, I will say, um, which I think has been a, a critique of Pirelli for a while. It's um, the the tires fall off so fast, and I understand that that is part of racing. You know, especially in Formula One, that's one of the things that's going to add excitement you know, you need stuff like tires that fall off so that you have to have, you know, a better strategy. <laughs> when, you know, that's really kind of sometimes all we got. Um, but, you know, there the, the becomes a point where one, it's unsafe. And two, it's just irresponsible. It's like, you know, you know, that the cars are going to get faster every year, yeah. you know, that you have to plan for a certain level of deg. like, come on. Yeah. So, I'd be interested. I would, my dream scenario would be if we could do a Pirelli versus Bridgestone test. Ooh. I don't think that would happen, but <laughs> that, would, that would be mine. I
1: Definitely not leave that to chance. But how fun would that be? Yeah. Yeah. But and um,
0: Duke, for sure. Yeah. We just duke it out, just see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I
1: mean, and I know Pirelli, the drivers are very outspoken about how much they hate the full wets. Mm-hmm. So maybe this terrible. gets their attention of we need something different there.
0: Yeah. The full wets need to need to change because the full wets are so terrible to the point that they're only used in conditions that the race then gets red flagged. Yeah. But, so <laughs> literally like what happened, what was it? Yeah. Spa? They're all on,
1: on inners and it's torrential downpouring. Yeah. So they need or to be make- not
0: switching. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I also, I, I think it would be fun to go back to the era of, like, where they had the, like, multiple tire compounds beyond just hard, medium, soft, inter-wet. Like, yeah. when they had the, like, ultra-soft, ultra-hard. Yeah. Like, you have something different.
1: Bring those back. Those, I think, that, that would be really fun and interesting to see, strategy-wise, what teams do with. Yeah. Because, I mean... And it tires are, I could talk about tires all the time. I love the tire, the strategy with tires and and how it goes into the race weekend. Um, so maybe we just need to do an episode about tires. Yeah, we can talk
0: tires. We'll talk tires. We'll talk tire t- compounds. Tire, talks. tire um, talks. Yeah. Yeah. I will say um, IndyCar's supplier is Firestone. And I think that would really confuse me if F1 went to Bridgestone yeah who's which one's the fire and which one's the bridge <laughs> I don't
1: um okay so we will just see how that turns out um not fully f1 news but um Jamie, I know you definitely will have opinions on this. Zach Brown has added another brunette boy to his gauntlet of drivers. Uh, David Malukas is, I hope I pronounced that correctly, is now driving for Arrow McLaren next season for IndyCar. Yeah. Um, And then Pato Award, this came from information from She Loves F1, a shout out to Michaela. She's at the IndyCar race this week. Um, Pato will be going to a bunch of GPs, this off season for IndyCar and he will be driving some of the cars. He said,
0: yeah, very exciting. So number one, the first one, very excited to have David Malukas joining arrow McLaren. I think it's a very good move for him, regardless of how I feel about Zach Brown. <laughs> uh, I will also say, I mean, he replaced his, he lost a brunette on his roster with this drama that we talked about with Alex below. We talked about it in dirty air a few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, so that's not like, I don't think they've announced that Alex Pelot is not um, their reserve driver anymore for Formula One, but I would assume based on the drama and the fact that they're suing him for $20 million that he probably isn't. Um, so yeah, another another brunette. Is it brunette if, if if they're a boy?
1: Is it different?
0: Well, et I feel like you usually is like, Oh, like *Bachelorette*. Yeah, *Bachelorette*. Bro- Cody Ko used to say "brune." Brune. <laughs> so another oh, brune. Um, but yeah, David Malukas also looks just like Lando Norris, Oscar Piastri, and he doesn't really look that much like Pato, but they all look like they could be related.
1: They all look the same. Um "Brune" is the French word for brown. At oh, ooh the. Internet is torn. It also, I don't know what this says about my search history, but it took me, my first, my first result was Reddit. So
0: Reddit always has the answers.
1: You know what? We'll, we'll leave it up to everybody. I never thought about that. Brunette. Yeah. voice.
0: Brunette. Well, his, his brown haired army is so <laughs> strong. His brown haired army of all men under 25. Yeah. Has grown, grown slash equaled after he lost one. Um, so it's, we will
1: He's like Leonardo DiCaprio. As soon as one of these boys turn 26, they're gonna be out.
0: I'm pretty sure Alex Willow just turned 26. No, <laughs> I think so.
1: I'm Googling that right now. I think he is 26. Oh, he's, uh, he's 26.
0: Yeah, that's gotta be it because. All the other ones are young. All the other ones are not are under twenty. They're, They're like yeah, um, like twenty three, I think, around around there. It's just in Family One exclusive. <laughs> Zach Brown is the Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> of,
1: of <laughs> the motorsport world. Oh my god, that's hilarious! You cracked it. We've cracked it. Um, okay, final. It's a this one's a doozy. Um, he's been in the news. For multiple things, and we're gonna try to quickly cover each one. Mr. Helmut Marco.
0: Ugh.
1: Um, talk about somebody you want to duke it out with. Um, starting off with, I mean, what we have to, I think. The Sergio Perez comments, he's yeah. come out and apologized for how it sounded. I'm pretty sure that's how he worded it. Um, this is not his first time saying stuff about. Sergio Perez specifically, or just saying problematic, offensive things. Um,
0: yeah, I. Um, we we've talked about Helmet Marco making comments previously, um, comments like this. Yeah, where I one, you know, it's not acceptable. It's completely unacceptable. I, the fact that this is not his first or second or third time saying something of this vein about Checo specifically is insane. That Red Bull has not done anything about this. They've not spoken about it is crazy. Um, Completely unacceptable. And this is the behavior that he has shown. And it's, it's, yeah, all I can say is that it's unacceptable. Yeah. And I mean, like you
1: said red bull has not put out any statement anything helmet himself has come out and said that he apologized but no one else is really saying anything um in like the f1 world which is also quite shocking but who knows um honestly we are we're with you sergio um He's also, you know, all of this is around Sergio Perez's contract, really, that's in his performance. Um, he's really gone after Lando Norris recently in the press about how much he wants Lando and Max to be a team. Um, but it's a shame is what, how he phrased it that hit that Lando Norris's contract isn't up
0: until 2025. Yeah. Um, so they Red Bull has wanted Lando for a long time. This isn't news. Um, beyond the fact that Max and Lando as teammates is a terrible idea. <laughs> that's a horrible idea. Why do you say that? Um, well, because Lando Norris is, uh, not that I know him personally, but I don't believe he's going to a team where he's not going to be the number one driver. That doesn't make really much sense for him. So, and especially considering they're similar in age, that's how the situation I think is different between George and Lewis versus Max and another younger teammate like a Lando or you know we could say an Alex Albon. There, they would join that team and forever be behind Max until yeah. Max decides to retire because Max will stay with Red Bull. I mean, his contract's till twenty twenty eight, and then yeah. yeah, who knows? But you know, he's this is not a situation like George where he's going to learn from Lewis for a few years and then Lewis will retire and George will become the number one driver. This is not a, a second seat that people are, you know, that want to win championships are going to be jumping at, in my opinion. Um, I also think the comments that Helmet makes in regards to contracts and driver performance specifically, not the other stuff. Um, I do think they are a good litmus test for what the actual status is for drivers in Red Bull. Because Mm -hmm. we know we did an episode on this (laughs) contracts at Red Bull don't necessarily mean the driver is staying there. So the fact that the narrative up until kind of recently has been that they are keeping Checo and that Checo's, you know, he's the one that they're putting all their, you know, he's great. We love him and now it's the shift is starting and it always starts with helmet marco of now he's talking about other drivers and mm-hmm. now he's talking about sergio's performance and i th- i think daniel ricardo injury i think is throwing a bit of a wrench into this but i would not be shocked if they make a change before next season
1: that would be crazy i mean very on brand yeah yeah but his, yeah, his, him thirsting after Lando is making me uncomfortable. Um, but speaking of talking about other drivers, he's also talking about Liam Lawson, who um, has been driving for Alphatari for two races, three, two, three, um, where he compares him to Bruce McLaren. <laughs> that he is clever during the battle on the track, quote, Liam has been with us for a while and he is a very strong driver. He is clever during his battles on the track. He's a bit like Bruce, Bruce McLaren. Uh, we definitely need to keep watching him for the future. I mean, hey, congrats to Liam
0: on that. That's quite the compliment. <laughs> but After it's crazy, two F1 races. <laughs> crazy to say that after two races. And I know he has been with the Red Bull program for a while. I'm not sure how closely... Helmet Marco has been watching him up until now, Um, but this does bring up the the Liam Lawson performance, and again, the Helmet Marco comments about the Liam Lawson performance bring up an interesting case for what is the two teams lineup going to look like. Um, Fan Behavior F1 talked about this on their podcast, um, and their prediction. Zoe and Hannah, shout out Zoe and Hannah. (laughs) Shout out Zoe! Shout out to Zoe and Hannah. Their prediction is that the battle is actually not for the Daniel Ricciardo seat. It's actually for the Yuki seat. Mmm, that's a take. Which, again, I think this does track. Which, I, th- you know, looking at Yuki's performance, I personally think Yuki's performance has been super solid this year. But if you look at the way that they talk about him, the way that, like, every single time it's like, this is, quote, a new test for Yuki. Nick DeVries was a new test for Yuki. Daniel was a new test for Yuki. Liam is somehow a new test for Yuki. Like it just never. They're just still constantly testing him, and especially with this Honda stuff,
1: yeah. where Honda
0: is no longer going to be with Red Bull after 2026, and Yuki is is part of this Honda partnership. I could see the lineup looking something. You know, at AlphaTauri looking something like. Daniel Ricardo Liam Lawson, maybe next year, which is crazy considering if performance.
1: Yeah, and it would be—it's just crazy too because he's been there for so long.
0: Yeah, but you gotta, like, you know,
1: like you said, it, crazier things have happened
0: with Red Bull. Crazier things have and happened. their choices. Yeah, I—I I don't think we've heard the last of the Red Bull seat swaps. I don't think we've heard the last of it.
1: Oh, golly. Okay, well, rounding it up, talking about one of our favorite people, I think, in Red Bull, in uh, F1, excuse me, Helmut Marco is predicting that Sebastian Vettel will be coming back to F1. Oh,
0: this in- is like F1. the only thing I've ever appreciated Helmet Marco opening his mouth about, ever. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> I hope he's right about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, he did say, though, in his comments uh, that he probably will have a very hard time coming back to Red Bull, he probably won't be able to come back to Red Bull with Max there. I don't
0: think that makes any sense. <laughs> um, I don't think Sebastian don't, would really want well, to come back there. Um, I think I could see Seb coming back with Audi, like a, like a Schumacher returning with Mercedes situation. Yeah. That would be really cool to see. I, I, Anything to get him back on the grid, ads. It's that it works for me. I miss him so much. It works for me. <laughs> it
1: works for me. Do what you need to do, but come back.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was driving this week at the um Red Bull event at the Nürburgring, and um, he drove yeah. the RB seven. It was great. I was like, I hope he's getting like. Sad. Yeah. Like, come on, come back. He needs to get nostalgic about all of yeah. it. They are definitely laying it on with
1: him driving like his old
0: car. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think I I don't know why Helmet would even bring up him coming back to Red Bull. I don't think that's anything anybody's really thinking about. I think he'd come back with like an Audi, like a new team, you know, be the, the experienced person like he did with Aston Martin, you know, ex- yeah. providing that advice for development. And things like that absolutely yeah well thanks for your takes jane <laughs> all right yeah absolutely anytime <laughs> you, want, you want me to talk about my opinions and the people that are on my list oh, anytime anytime just give us a
1: time or place <laughs> no. um but should we get into today's topic Jax? yeah i'm excited about today's topic yeah.
0: so jacks actually picked today's topic we did Um, But the sources for today are GP blog, racing news, three, six, five talk sports, sky sports, and GP fans. Quite a few, quite a few. Well-researched. Well-researched. Yes. Um, But, you know, so coming off of, you know, Monza weekend Ferrari fandom um, another thing that goes on at Monza and something that is kind of been a trend as of recently, is um, lots of trends in results. Maybe some curses. So we have highlighted a few of the latest and greatest curses. Some have been broken, some maybe not yet. Yeah. We're going to chat through a few of these. We are your myth busters this week busters. We are playing Mythbusters. Yes, this week with with a few curses. Yeah. Number 1 curse, first one, because it starts at the first race of the season, Bahrain curse. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bahrain's a brutal one. So, the past 6 seasons the Bahrain curse has rung true. And essentially what the Bahrain curse is is that the winner of the first race of the season in Bahrain or the winner of the Bahrain race Always finishes second in the drivers' championship. Um, so, since 2017, the winner of the opening race has not won the championship. Um, Isn't it crazy? Yeah, they come crazy. second. Yeah, every time. So, 2017, Seb Vettel, our guy, our guy, uh, wins in Bahrain and then comes second in the drivers' championship to Lewis Hamilton. Same exact setup in 2018. Seb wins the race, but second in the championship to Lewis. 2019 and 2020, Valtteri Bottas uh, wins in Bahrain, but then loses the championship to Lewis. In 2021, sad. Uh, Lewis wins in Bahrain, but loses the championship in the final race of the season at Abu Dhabi. Great, great season though. Great, great season. Great season. Great season traumatizing last few. hours. Um, the Abu Dhabi I've I'm learning to love it again after that, but yeah. Yeah. um and then 2022, our most recent full season of Formula 1, Charles Leclerc. Yes. fantastic performance in Bahrain. Um drivers' championship not so fantastic. Max Verstappen wins the driver's championship.
1: Do you remember um, in Drive to Survive last season they open it up they do the brain uh, race and they have that cold shot like the coldest shot where it's the two Ferraris driving I think it's Max who's DNF would mm-hmm. who's just on the side and they're just like in formation yeah because yeah, well, Red Bull had a really
0: tough start to 2022 they had a double DNF really tough start yeah yeah, um, yeah that clip is like one of the I think one the, definitely one of the best clips that Netflix has ever got oh yeah and oh. they're writing that <laughs> oh my god. I, I the way they use that over and over again, and I was like, respect because this is iconic. Yeah. Um, but so this year Max won in Bahrain. And the question was, is the Bahrain curse going to reign true? Um I don't think it is. <laughs> we, you know, okay, granted we the season is still going on, yeah. but okay. <laughs> The amount of absolute horrifying chaos that would have to happen for Max Verstappen not to win this championship. Like, I think he'd like, I don't even know what could happen. There would have to be like a laser on his car that would just like shut it down every race. And he would have to DNF. Like, yeah. there's
1: no way. You'd have to qualify to be <laughs> I don't know if it is possible. Like I, yeah. Um yeah. They come off, you know, I think people are also hoping because it was a Red Bull one, two at Bahrain that it was going to be similar to like Ferrari last year because Ferrari as a whole didn't do well. Yeah. So they were kind of like, let's go yeah. Red Bull, eat it. And it hasn't really happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think as uh as the, the uh, F1 Kurth, Curse Mythbusters. That's a mouth mouthful. That's a lot. Um, I think we can officially say that this curse has been broken, and this yeah. myth has been busted. RIP, 2017 to 2023. I think we yeah. can say that. On the off chance that we're wrong and some crazy stuff does happen, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> that would be that would be an incredible end of the season. Yeah,
0: that would be some great races. I'd be yeah, okay to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But up next, um, and the I believe the the curse that inspired this episode, Jackie. Correct me yes. if I'm wrong. Um, Monza. The Monza. Monza. Curse. Monza, Monza, Monza. So the Monza curse um is since 2019, the winner of the race has DNF'd the following year. Also crazy. Also crazy. So begins with Charles Leclerc. Um, he wins in Monza in 2019. It's that famous clip where it's like, Mercedes threw everything at him today. Yeah. Charles Leclerc. I watch that sometimes when Ferrari's doing bad. So a lot. It's, really
1: like, a like, lot. <laughs> it's on one of those TikTok sounds that will just play all the time. And it's so good. Yeah, it's
0: good. So good. Oh. I might watch that race. <laughs> <laughs> Just to feel some Ferrari happiness. Yeah. Um, but the following year, Charles DNFs um, at in 2020 with a first-time race winner, Pierre Gasly, winning in 2020. Um, and 2020, obviously, was a strange season. Do you, I, I wonder why. What happened yeah. in 2020? Um, but the race in Monza was... No different. There were four DNFs in the race: Max, Seb, Kevin, and Charles. Yeah. So big names, which is again, this is, you know, the Monza curse also results in some really fun race winners like Pierre Gasly. Yeah.
1: It was his oh. first race win and Alpha Tower's first race win, which just I I also watched that podium. I watched a lot of the Monza podiums again. Um, they're special. They're so special. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll watch that too.
1: We'll just rewatch all the Monza.
0: I'm to stay up all night tonight. Watch rewatching Monza races. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to feel happy? Just rewatch the Monza podiums. Yeah. Honestly, because yeah. um Carlos was second in the 2020. Yeah. Race and that was also very exciting.
1: McLaren. He was in his blue, his blue suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just those blue race suits.
0: Yeah, those That's were good. Sweet. Yeah. Um, but then 2021 rolls around back in Monza, Pierre DNFs along with four others. Yeah. And Daniel Ricardo leads McLaren to a one two finish and their first win in about 10 years. If you want yeah. to our McLaren history episode, yeah. AKA, we got a shooey podium, baby. You got a chewy, And Zach Brown got a tattoo. Did he? If you recall, so Zach Brown, I'm not sure if he still does this, but at a certain point he would make bets with the drivers of if you get either a podium or a win, I'm not, I think it's a win. Um, You can like ask for something basically. And Mm -hmm. Daniel was like, I want you to get a tattoo. So Zach Brown on his arm, on his like upper arm has a tattoo of the, I, I believe it's of the Monza race result.
1: Oh, my God. We will find that and post that on our social media for you guys. I did not
0: know that. Yeah. And that's also, I think it might be podium because did Daniel finish on the podium with McLaren at another point? I thought so. Yeah. If he did, then I think it is a podium thing because then um, Daniel also got to drive, I think it was Dale Earnhardt's car Mm -hmm. around Coda. And I think that was like a treat that he got because he was doing well. A treat. Good job. I love that. If not, it might have just been a treat for a treat, but who knows? Damien deserves a treat. For for sure. (sighs) (sighs) We can't talk about him. We get get so emotional. Um, (laughs) Back to the (laughs) (laughs) curse. But then in this past season, 2022, happened again. Daniel Ricardo DNFs right at the end of the race Mm -hmm. um, with a mechanical failure, and three other drivers also DNF, um, leading max to win in monza in 2022 um and his first monza finished since 2019 it was not a great racetrack for him too. isn't that crazy
1: he hadn't finished a race since 2019 yeah. he'd been a part of all of those dnfs yes. so yeah. not to go, not only to come off like a dnf like run mm-hmm. but to win it yeah it must have felt pretty good
0: what a what a return um but so he won in 2022 so heading into Monza weekend, everyone was like, Max is going to DNF. And then Carlos got pole and everyone was like, oh my God. It's happening. Um, and then he didn't DNF and then he won. And then he won. And then Red Bull got a one too. Uh, Red Bull won 2 Carlos was on the podium. Um, yeah. And if you want to know the history of Ferrari and why Monza is so special to them, last week's episode. Yeah. Um, but... In terms of this part of Monza, the Monza curse, I think we consider this curse busted. Busted. Buster. Busted. Busted. Um, and the strongest of them all. <laughs> the one with the absolute numbers behind
1: it. What like crazy numbers?
0: I, I could have
1: gone back further for this one, but it would have taken too long.
0: Yeah. This this one has this one has legs. <laughs> um, yeah. the, the Nico Rosberg curse. The Nico mm. Rosberg selfie curse. Yes. And, you know, we love Nico Rosberg here. We do. Go back to our Bro Sadies episode. Learn a little bit more about him. We, we love, him. love him. He's a tortured soul. He is. Um, but essentially this curse is, every time Nico Rosberg posts a selfie in front of a driver's garage or with a driver's car, some bad stuff happens to them. Yeah. Um
1: so it's honestly yeah. turned into whenever he just shows support for a driver or a team it goes poorly. That's
0: also cuz he found out about it which makes me feel bad. <laughs> so then it was um which I think we'll get to we'll go through yeah. the timeline but in Monza he just posted like the whole grid with no cars on it and he just said Forza Ferrari and then people got mad at him again cuz they were yeah.
1: like you go- Huh. And he was in an interview, which we'll we'll also get into. But he said, "I tried to do a neutral background. Aww. I really did.
0: I feel so bad for him. Oh, just let him in his tan suit do whatever he wants. Yes. Um, but so so going through some examples of the Nico Rosberg curse um, at the Hungarian Grand Prix this season. Nico posted a photo wishing Max good luck in quality. And then in quality, Lewis Hamilton gets his 104th pole and his first pole in over a year. Yeah. (laughs) So then Nico on race day is like, you know, way to go, former teammate slash former best friend. Good luck, Lewis. And then Lewis has this horrific race. He's running P20 at one point. Finishes fourth, but still. It was a bad race. It was not good for him no um and then we get to monza nico predicts pole for max he's like yeah sure fire max pole and then carlos gets his first pole of the season i'm pretty sure it's only his second career pole carlos yeah maybe That's so, oh my God, that's so special for him. I love that. Exciting. And uh, at the home race. But oh my gosh, Nico. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then we talked about this a couple minutes ago, but on race day, post Forza Ferrari. um, And then they're starting one in first and third. Charlotte Claire is starting third. um, And the race ends, Red Bull one, two, Carlos third, Charlotte Claire fourth. So not like too bad, but still. Not as bad as others have been. Yes. And so this is this curse is no joke. No joke. Some teams take it more seriously than others. Um McLaren has actually added on their garages a no Rosberg selfies <laughs> sign. <laughs> which we will post on it's socials. It's um, so good. Which again, it's so funny. And then Nico responded and was like, haha, I'm going to your factory. But I'm like, don't bully him. Be nice. But he wait, do you
1: it's crazy? So they did that for the Belgian Grand Prix. Yeah. Right? They posted. Because they're McLaren's admin, their socials are 10 out of 10. Always. They're so good. Um Norris then ends up seventh, and Oscar DNFs that GP. You can't joke about it.
0: This is very serious. don't know what witchcraft nico has performed but the power has returned to him it's like he's allowed back in the paddock now and it's like all bets are off yeah just chaos um so the final say on this one um nico has said he's gonna try to use his powers to end max's winning streak in singapore so that will, I guess, we'll see how it works out. I don't know we'll if he has that much control over his power, though.
1: I think it's now that he's trying, if he's going to try to do it, it's one of those
0: things where you try to do yeah. it and it never works. You know, I feel like the, the curse, the Nico Rosberg curse, it's almost like, you know, Elsa before she learned how to manage her powers and she had <laughs> into the woods. I feel like it's that. Like, I don't think he can just, like, use the force. Yeah. I think it's more... The curse happens when it chooses to happen. Um, it's but the we'll see.
1: Curses. You yeah. can't
0: control it. But this one, I think we can say it has not yet been busted. It's alive and well.
1: Alive it's- and well is a great way to describe it. Um, and we just hope that, you know, if he can control it, he uses it for good and not evil. Mm-hmm. That's
0: all we yeah. can say. Stay away from Carlos's garage. Nico, I-, <laughs> I would like to invite you to George Russell's garage, my enemy. <laughs> You should go back to Mercedes, Nico. Leave, <laughs> Lewis <alone. laughs> leave Lewis alone. Leave Lewis alone. But Jax, I'll pass it over to you.
1: Yeah, speaking oh, of yeah. Lewis, actually, one curse that we really haven't seen this season mm-hmm. is the Lewis thirst trap to unemployment timeline curse. Yes. Um, one that has claimed so many last season yeah. um, and not even... Not only drivers are at risk, everyone is at risk mm-hmm. for this one. No that, one is safe. No one is safe. Um, some of the instances last season are Sebastian Vettel, Vettel retiring in July. Uh, Daniel Ricardo losing his seat at McLaren in August. Nicholas uh, Latifi losing his seat at Williams in September. Hope that NBA is going well for you. I miss you, Nikki. We miss you, Uh Nick Schumacher losing his seat at Haas in November. And uh, Benotto, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, resigning
0: from his post as Ferrari team principal also in November. Yeah, um, Essentially it's, what this curse is, is Lewis Hamilton posts a shirtless photo and then someone gets fired. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Crazy.
1: Um, someone was is without a job. Uh, we somewhat saw it happen this year. Lewis posted a shirtless pic at Coachella, as one does. Um, and then Mercedes announced that James Allison and Mike Elliott are changing roles. So James Allison is now the technical director and Mike Elliott is now the technical chief officer. So final say
0: on this one, kind of it's a life. Uh, well, also I think we can't, we don't have enough data this year because it yeah. hasn't been much in terms of like silly season or people getting fired we haven't had too much of that this year like we had a whole chaotic silly season and then we had a whole team principal silly season so we had a lot of data to, to collect
1: yeah um lewis probably has recognized his power and is keeping it under wraps i think
0: yeah you know That's probably what it is it is funny though because every time he post a shirtless picture now everyone on twitter is like who's getting fired who's fired now
1: (laughs) yeah so that's one that we really haven't seen the season but it's still it's still one that just makes you giggle because it still has a hold on
0: on the f1 community for sure it's so funny that these two besties both have curses related to instagram (laughs) oh my god i didn't recognize yes 100% true yeah do you think lewis knows about his he he posted he used to post a lot of shirtless selfies he has to know i mean he seems pretty online
1: yeah he seems hip i've seen his old uh, twitter posts
0: lewis hamilton if you're
1: watching can you tell us yeah Yeah. do you know (laughs) if i ever meet him that's my one question (laughs) lewis hamilton do you know that there's a curse related to your thirst traps
0: yeah, I do. Has he been thirst trapping less lately? I think so. Has been on Instagram less? I don't think he's
1: really. Yeah, he posted like, um, well, I think he's trying to portray that he's like this. He's getting really serious about driving. And I mean, he always has been serious, but yeah. just being really serious and really focused. Like he was on a yacht on a Peloton,
0: but he had a shirt on. So not really thirst trapping. Who wears a shirt on a Peloton on a yacht? I mean, come on. Who has, who's looking out on a yacht? That's what I want to know. That's true. If I was on a yacht, I would not be on the Peloton. I would not be on the Peloton. I'd be laid would be out. I'd be horizontal.
1: Horizontal because I would have, I would be just doing liposuction. That's it. Yeah.
0: Wouldn't need anything else. Yeah. Just, just lounging. Just lounging. So we'll see about this one. I mean, you know, we still have a little bit of silly season stuff going on. So yeah. we'll see if Lewis predicts any of it.
1: Yeah, there's still some seats up for grabs for 2024 specifically. Yeah. Let's see. He should just throw one out
0: there and see what happens for yeah. science. I think it, it would also be funny if he had like if it was something going on with like he had the info before and he knew <laughs> what was coming out and he just started <laughs> just started posting shirtless selfies right before news comes out. Yeah. Just to keep this keep the myth alive. He, as as it should,
1: yeah. um, it has to live on. As Lewis will live on in the F1 community, his curse will
0: also live on. Yeah. So we will see. We will see. But those are um, our favorite curses. We missed mm-hmm. yours. Let us know. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, we will be back to talk to you next week. That's all we've got for you. Be sure yeah. to follow us at Family Family One.
1: Yeah. On TikTok, Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel. Yes. If you want to watch us giggle in silence, that's usually what you miss by only listening to us.
0: (laughs) You can watch us have this conversation that we're saying to you right now. Yeah. (laughs) um,
1: All the links are in our bios, so you can just... It's all in one place.
0: It's all in one place. We got a a cute little link tree ready for you to click away. Yeah. We will be... Yeah, we will be in touch with you via Instagram and TikTok throughout the week, but we will talk to you next week. Have a lovely, lovely week. Yeah,
1: and have a good Singapore GP. We're excited for it.
0: Yes, we will be talking to you after. So we'll see if Nico's curse can be harnessed for good. We'll see. (laughs) All righty.
1: Bye, guys.